It's a super films cast. 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 Super films cast. Super films cast. Super to super to super to super to films. It's beautiful. Thanks. Now this is podcasting. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Super Films Cast 64. This is the number one podcast for movies ever in the world, forever and forever. Adam is currently uh, gone this week, and so he's uh, right now he is at uh, he's golfing. He's golfing. I thought he said he was. I thought he said he was driving back okay. from Cleveland. So he drove back last night from Cleveland. And okay. he's now at a golf tournament. I actually had breakfast with him at Spencer this morning. So you had he had breakfast with you. He had time for breakfast with you, but he did not have time for the no, cast. He did not have time okay. for the cast. Spencer was dressed up like Tiger Woods. Adam was not dressed up like Tiger Woods, but he was wearing golf attire. I guess did they Spencer are, have a he have a golf club glued to his back. He did not have a golf club glued to his back, no. Okay. But he was wearing the uh, black Tiger Woods hat, the uh, red Nike polo, the black slacks, all the whole thing. Love it. Yeah. So you had to pull in a, a fifth stringer. Here. A fifth stringer. We got Connor Reisenhoover from the Games Cast. Connor. That's right. How you doing? Doing well. Recording with you twice this week, Trey. I know. It's a lot of Connor. A lot of Connor right. this week. And I saw you on Sunday, so this is three times in a week. It's almost too much. Yeah, some might say that. Yeah. It sucks you live all the way up in Denton. You know, like, I do like Denton. I like driving up there, but... It is a drive. It's a little far. It is a little far. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. we'd hang out more often, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. So that's why we have these... That's why we have these podcasts. Mm -hmm. Allows us to keep keep our friendship blossoming. When you get older and, like... Because I have another buddy in, in Denton, like a little farther north of you, but I never see him. Mm. But he also has a new new baby boy. Uh, That's right. And yeah, just like the friends and, I mean, I don't know. I guess you just get lazy, right? Uh, I mean, just other stuff comes up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Driving, car stuff. Yeah, car stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, we but- did want you on, regard- even if Adam wasn't was here, we would have had you on this week. That's right. Because I've been listening, I've been yeah. listening to the last couple of weeks where uh-huh. you guys re- you've reviewed the first Austin Powers and the second Austin Powers, right? Uh, leading the way for me to jump on and talk about uh, what I think is the second best Austin Powers. Really, you think it's the second yes. best Austin Powers movie? I do, but we can get into that when we start talking. We're talking about Austin Powers Gold Member. It's E-R- the uh, the Indeed. third installment of the Austin Powers saga. This one uh, takes place in the 1970s. Uh, starring and also Austin 2002. Powers. And 2002. Uh, I think last time I mentioned that uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, was the quintessential 90s movie. This might be the quintessential 2001, 2000 to 2002 movie. Because it's got everybody you love. You know? It's got Motorola. 
It's got uh got everything. Beyonce. Beyonce's in it. It's true. Troy, before we get into it, can you tell me how much this movie grossed in the US? Uh I it, I know it made a profit. Austin Powers. I'm not sure. Do you know give, how much? I do. I have it right here. I was asking you. Just give me a guess. Mm, I say $296.7 million. Uh, $213 million. Okay. The U.S. alone. Okay. That's a lot of money for... I This, this one did seem... And also, man, I mean, all that product placement... <laughs> They probably made a right. made a killing in the, on this movie. Their budget was sixty three million dollars. Jeez, there's so many cameos and there's so many product placements. Uh, should we talk about how this movie gets canceled within the first two minutes? Yeah, because uh, they they have um Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, and I don't think I Tom can- Cruise is canceled. He's just weird. He's not canceled. He's, I don't think he's canceled. But I'm just saying, I had to turn the movie off. You did? In, cause Kev, yeah, because Kevin Spacey was in it. See, here's I, the weird deal about Kevin Spacey, though, is that he plays hey, villains. Kevin Spacey, all right. I'm not defending him, but I'm just saying, like, it's easier to watch a movie with Kevin Spacey in it because he always plays a villain. You Well, he usually plays a villain. Like, you know, I don't think... Uh, American Beauty has not aged well for a lot of reasons, but I think... It does. I, I think definitely Kevin Spacey being in that kind of role makes it even worse. But like Seven, you know, I mean, that's he's the villain. He's the bad guy. It doesn't really, you know, I, I'm not. It doesn't ruin the movie for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. It's I was mostly joking, but mm-hmm. this film opens up with like a uh, some crazy action shots featuring. Yeah. Uh, Featuring, uh, what's his name? God, why can I not think of his name? Tom Cruise. literally just said it. Yeah. Let's see. Tom Cruise. Gwyneth Paltrow. Annie DeVito. There's a lot. They had a John Travolta at the end playing. Kevin uh, Spacey. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he had Spielberg in there. Quincy Jones. That was a funny, li- uh, funny line where he has the Oscars saying, well, this guy says otherwise. <laughs> says it's fine. I did like that. And Britney Spears is in it, too. She is in it. Like, yeah, again, this is Britney Spears in it, pure 2000 to 2002 movie. It is. He puts on the Hit Me Baby One More Time uh, head. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, pony, not ponytails, but pigtails. Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, you did also he- have another, at the very end, you had another canceled uh, character, I guess. You had a uh, fat bastard mentioning Jared from Subway. <laughs> Oh, I was waiting to get there, but yeah, we can dive right into that. <laughs> I mean, he look, loses, you he know, loses all his weight. Did we all know? Diet. Did we all fit? know that was going to happen? I don't know. No, that's an odd cancellation that you didn't expect. Yeah. So I want to talk about some of my, uh, so Jessica has never seen this movie, right? Okay. So she had never seen any Austin Powers. We watched the first one and I was like, I remember this being funny. And she was like, does it get funny? ever uh she hated it so she did not like it i turned this on last night she laughed at like three jokes so she liked this more than the first one technically but it was a very low bar Mm -hmm. and in watching this i realized this this movie is set up just like what if we had like 15 different like 
vignettes of uh, like jokes, mm-hmm. and we had to just find a way to connect them all. Yeah, like I feel like the first two seem like parodies of the uh, secret agent genre. I feel like this movie was like these were the funny jokes in the first two. Let's just use these, you know, and do these jokes. There's not it was really just anything like- to, not really a plot to string them together. They're not. They don't really make sense, you know. Like, like they're doing the we get- shit, 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 shit thing. Like it doesn't make. There's just like no context for anything. It's just like how do we get from point from hilarious joke setup that we have here to next scene where we have another hilarious right. joke setup? Yeah, it like it didn't- so, so they do the whole big uh, be parody at the beginning, mm-hmm. and. We get to Dr. Evil in his lair in the Hollywood sign. We've got hilarious Preparation H joke, <laughs> which is uh, a throwback to the Alan Parsons project from the second. And the, that one was a little more funny, more funnier. And then what was it called? The Death Star from the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we got all the classic players. We got Frau Farbissino. We have number two. And uh, then we have Scott and many me. Scott is the quintessential 90. We, I mentioned last uh, episode that, that um, what's his face? Oops. Seth Green. Seth Green is like, if you w- just want to see an actor that represents the 90s, it's him. But like you have that, right? And then they do the same sort of thing where you, you're right. You get the like shushing jokes. Yeah. But then he gets captured, like, within the first however many minutes. I did like the Hannibal Lecter kind of scene, though, where he's in the the prison and it's uh, very Silence of the Lambs. I think think that was kind of fun. That was good. I did like that. I, I didn't uh, like... I, I, I didn't like that they're, like... I don't know, like, that they're all... They all knew each other back in the day. I guess it's kind of funny, but not really. This it's a movie... Weird deal. Does not really have a. I mean, it has a plot, but it is such a loose plot that yeah. us recapping it is the same way the movie goes through stuff. Like, like it's just like yeah. crazy cut from one scene to another scene. It felt like that. Yeah, they needed to pack in the jokes. We need to pack in these jokes that people love from the first two, and we need to like you know rehash things and redo things. And it seemed like there was. I felt like the first two were pretty smart with their humor. You know, like the monologue uh, and the first one, you know, and they've always had like really smart jokes. This one just seemed like a lot of poop humor. You didn't it love all what? kicking in the balls and poop and just everything. You didn't you know. love it when he was like, what? I didn't eat any corn. Yeah, that wasn't great. Oh, was... That, that was funny in the second one. I don't know. Well, this was wasn't in the funny, third. but no, he said yeah, that in the second so... one, too. Oh, OK, good. Yeah. No, so we get this. They go back to the 70s. This is all such a loose plot because we've got to find Austin Powers' dad, played by Michael Caine. Which this is, because uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's the first movie I ever saw with Michael Caine because I I probably had seen him maybe in something else. And I know that I had watched The Muppets Christmas Carol as a kid. Okay. But I did not like make an... I did not like make a connection that this is Michael Caine. This was the first movie that I remember thinking, "Oh, this actor is Michael Caine. He's been in other movies." You know, 
if that I makes any sense. Bad. This is the this is the time you became Michael Caine aware. <laughs> I was yeah, I became Michael Caine aware in this movie that he is an actor. But I have been wanting to watch like his like early stuff, like Get Carter and that kind of stuff. You know, honestly, man, I think if they had done all these Austin Powers movies with Michael Caine as Austin Powers, they might be a whole lot better. Oh, my wife, when we were uh-huh. watching this, yeah, she just was like, how many characters does this guy play? Did he get paid more than everyone else? Or like, was there budget concerns? So he had to do all the the characters or like what? I think he just likes doing it. You know, uh, he comes from the Eddie Murphy school. Yeah. Where it's like, play, play a bunch of characters. What were some of your standout jokes, Trey? I don't really have any standout jokes. I don't think I laughed once. Uh, uh, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think uh, I think Michael Caine is really funny. And I think them talking British English English is pretty funny. Did you enjoy uh, Dr. Evil Submarine? It's long, hard and full of semen. See, it's like and it's like the uh, Adam and I have talked about this. It's the Anchorman effect, right? Like you've heard these jokes so many times over and over and over it's again. funny. That it's just not that funny anymore. It's old, you know. So, so I was interested to see how this played with someone who has never seen any of it. Yeah, not well. Not well. It didn't even work for someone who had never seen it. I think the second I do... one's... thing is though. I, I I love your wife. I love Jessica. I think she is a very uh, wholesome, very uh, fun, loving, joyful person. But I don't think she likes comedy movies though, in general. So like. Saying I she doesn't like true. it, I don't, you know, no, I don't, no, no offense, that she, I just don't take that as a good case study. In this case, I was mostly just using it as someone who's never seen it. Okay. So it's not like the lines were well worn mm-hmm. on her. Yeah. Um, my favorite stuff in this, I really love him rapping over the hard knock life. <laughs> you see, here's the thing is I think I memorized that song at one point, And so it just, it's just not funny to me anymore. That's one of my favorites. I love it when he's wearing his do rag like, uh, or he's wearing his uh, bandana just like Tupac. Yeah, I'm in you on had, that. Uh, you had uh, Tiny. What's that guy's name that just died a few years ago? Oh yeah, Tiny Lister. Yeah, Tiny Lister. What's there. His name? Yeah, I think so. Sounds I enjoyed right. it. I, that's a funny. Like it was funny to me. I don't know. The only other line that I remember from this movie without having watched it back is when he's like, "Can I offer you uh, anything? A uh, pipe and a crepe, a smoke and a pancake, you cigar see, and I a didn't waffle." Even get his character. Like uh, no, I, that was I don't. Such either. a dumb, bad character. It's weird. So it's like funny voice, uh, guy who eats his own skin for some reason. Yeah. He lost his uh, he lost his uh, junk in a smelting accident. The the clogging kick was funny the first time, but they like overdid it with the leg thing. And then he has like a weird tick where if he says some reference, he has to like under his breath say what it is. That's kind of funny, <laughs> but yeah, but, like it's... it's it's not good. No, that voice. In case you're wondering, I looked it up because I was like, okay, what does he? trying to parody here he's trying to michael or michael myers mike myers so that it was inspired by an episode of real sex featuring a dutchman who operated a sex barn in uh rotterdam yeah (laughs) 
Jeez. Okay. Because I mean, like <laughs> they should have. I don't know. I mean, gold Is member because this... that's Goldfinger, right? They could have just had like yeah. a Goldfinger character. Do you think that this is one of the most auteur movies you've ever seen? No, I don't know. I think I think Tenet might be the, that. <laughs> okay, but does this count as an auteur movie or sure. an auteur series? Yeah. Where it's just like, Mike Myers can do no wrong. What if we just let him do whatever he wants? Just let him let him rip. You know what? I did think the subtitles was a funny bit. I thought that was I thought that was kind of creative. The okay. subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that there's not funny things in here, but I'm saying we kind of let a guy, it seems like, just do whatever he wanted. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like, well... Like, even the, the Dr. Evil stuff wasn't funny in this. Yeah. You I, know? Like, I think they realized that Dr. Evil was the selling point, and they were like, but what if we went really hard at the Dr. Evil yeah. stuff? Well, like, the tagline, like, on the letterbox is a doc, like about Dr. Evil, you know? And yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't. I think the first one struggled because it was way too Austin. I think the second one was the sweet spot. And the third one is just like too much of the jokes. You know, like they had like the mini me stuff, which is kind of hard to watch. Uh, you know, because they treat him like a little animal. <laughs> you didn't like it when he was uh, running after Scott or like he was crawling across the table because Scott was eating chocolate. Yeah, I don't know, man. And he's like a feral dog, like trying to yeah. eat the chocolate. Yeah, yeah, not great. They either treat him like a child or like an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Very odd. We did get the hilarious, uh, what if the spaceship looks like boobs? Yeah, the another kind of, yeah, also another reason why it's a 2000 quintessential, or like first couple years of the 2000s movies, you have the Osbournes. They were in it. That is yeah. true. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, we got Fred Savage. We can't forget that. You do that. have the mole with Fred Savage. You didn't think that was fun? I, I really like Fred Savage. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't that funny, though. It just wasn't funny. You didn't love it when he said, mole, 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 no, mole, mole. I didn't think that was funny. I thought that was dumb. He said he wanted to chop it up and make guacamole. I mean, like, when I was... When did this movie come out? 2002? I guess I was, like, 14. I thought it was funny. <laughs> But I don't think it's that funny now. Or he just couldn't, he couldn't stop. Can you believe that Beyonce is in this movie? Do you think she regrets it? Probably not, right? Because no. this is a stepping stone to other yeah, things. Yeah, and but it's like... not the worst thing in the world. It's not embarrassing. Her character isn't embarrassing. And it was kind of cool. They had like kind of a black exploitation feel with her character, you know? But yeah, so we started watching it. And my wife was like, is that Beyonce? Yeah. Like, why is she in this? I think I think she should be more embarrassed by her uh, Lion King performance than this. Honestly, she's really good in it. Like she's, yeah. it's not like she's got a lot to work with, but she's really good in this. She's fun in it, yeah. And like uh, it, you know, it's she's kind of just there too. Like she isn't really because like the first two movies, the love interest was the kind of the driving force of the plot. It kind of seemed like she was just sort of there as a Bond girl almost, you know. Yeah, but like she was, she was fun, but like it didn't seem like she, she wasn't that driving force like Elizabeth Hurley and, uh, um, who was the other one? Dang it, I don't Shannon, remember her no. name. Um, oh, it's not. Hold on, I know exactly who you're talking about, and I can see your face, but I can't think of her name. It's gonna kill me, isn't it? Dude, we're failing. We're failing right now. Because huh. I can see her face. 
and I can't find where to click to find the most recent, the other movie. It's uh, Elizabeth Hurley was in the first one. That's and right. And it was. It was Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they, they both you know seem what? like they had more part of the plot, but you know. I did think of a joke that I thought was funny. Okay. Uh, Nathan Lane's bit in this was Nathan good. Lane, yeah, that was a good bit. That was a funny bit where he's like, tra- or he's like, they're sitting back to back, Foxy Cleopatra. Great name, by the way. Yeah, that's a very good name. That It's very black exploitation, which was cool. You know, like, yeah. it seemed like kind of a, like a cool, like, you know, like a, a Jackie Brown kind of thing. Yeah, great. But Nathan Lane is sitting back to back with yeah. her. He's facing Austin. She's facing away. He's doing while she's talking. He's doing the whole voice and doing all the yeah. affects and everything. It's very funny. It's very funny. Uh, it's a good bit. Nathan Lane is a treasure. Anything that Nathan Lane's in, I love. Like he's he was good in a movie print. with Matthew Broderick. Did we talk about this on the Gamescast? No, I talked about this last night. He was in a movie with Matthew Broderick. What was it? Producers. Was it the producers? He was in the remake of the producers. Then maybe it was. I don't. I don't. Because I thought it was about like a rat. It wasn't Stuart Little, but there was like a rat. I think. Uh, he was in Stuart Little. Maybe it was Stuart. But Little. he was the he was a voice in Stuart. Yeah, Little. it wasn't a voice. It was Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane were in a movie, and there was a rat. Okay, let me. I'm gonna literally Google Matthew <laughs> Broderick. Nathan Lane rat rat movie. You're probably gonna get Stuart Little. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, he was in. I just see him in uh the producers. <sighs> really? Yeah. I don't know, man. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm looking and I don't see uh Mouse Hunt. Are you thinking Mouse that Hunt? That was it. Maybe that was it. It does I mean, have I a saw rat it when I was a very little kid. Uh, Mouse Hunt was a 1997 slapstick black sense. comedy. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> don't think he's in. I don't think. Uh, Hold on. I'm looking. It's got Nathan Lane and Christopher Walken in it. No. But I don't see. Uh, what's his face in it? You you have. The only thing I can think of the two of them in is the producers. I'm sure someone is screaming at their podcast right now because we can't think of what it is. But I'm not seeing anything else that they're both in. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Letterboxd. I'm not seeing anything. It's got a, I, I don't know, man. Um, let's see, is a, a Life with Mickey? Nope, that's no. Michael J. Fox. I don't know, man. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Who cares? No, rate this movie, though. Rank it. Rank, of the three. rank it like of the three. It's the, it's the worst one. You think it's the worst one? Yeah, I think it's the worst Dude, one. I, I, I think the first one might be the worst one. I, well, the first one, at least the, that Dr. Evil stuff was really good in that one. And you had the whole I, speech look, at the... Yeah, the first one is way better than this one. I mean, I, really, right, I don't so, know where you're coming from, honestly, saying that this was better than the first one. I think it might be because uh, I didn't see the first... The first one was the last one that I saw. Yeah. Yeah, the first one was the last one I saw. I saw, so my, this is the weirdest. So here's why I think Austin Powers is weird for me. Um, I had, so my parents, not a lot of movies growing up. Like we didn't have a lot of DVD. Like we just had very like, church family, you know? No, we just had like kids DVDs. So like okay. most of the movies we had were like Pixar movies or Disney movies or whatever, mm-hmm. or we'd rent movies. But like 
my dad had this and uh spy who shagged me not the first one he just had the second and the third one weird so those are the only ones i had ever seen and to think that my dad watched these and thought these were hilarious just blows my mind because like my dad i think the second one is a really good movie still I just don't know why he had both of these and they were the in like one. an art. They were like in an armoire. So I had to find them. It's yeah. not like, uh, you know, how people find used to find playboys in the woods. Right. Just found these in a top of an armoire, like as like a eight year old or whatever. And I was just like, oh, this is weird. What if I just threw this in the DVD player and watch this? And you loved it. And I thought it was very funny. It was very boundary pushing as like mm-hmm. an eight to 10 year old. Sure. But I thought they were very funny. I didn't realize that the second one, like, I didn't realize that there was a first one okay. for a while. But I'm, I'm, happy the, to, yeah. I'm happy to be wrong with the third one being the worst. And it might be, it's certainly the most bloated. I'll give you that. Yeah, it, I just don't think it works. And, like, also, there's just so much product placement, too, you know, in the I whole thing. I don't think I realized, I don't think I realized that, like, all the sets look so cheap. They do, yeah looks so cheap dude that might be on purpose too you know i mean i guess that's like saying like well yeah i meant to do that it was terrible but i meant to be make it terrible yeah i don't i mean the first one you know was kind of cheap i don't know i and then we also saw a friend of the games cast i guess also friends of the films cast uh snowman gaming recently Mm -hmm. watched these and he said they do not hold up I, and, I think uh, I think maybe as a whole, but I I do think the Austin or the uh, Doctor Evil stuff really holds up well. See, but now you have to be specific because you didn't think it held up in this movie, so it's really only in. The, it's only in the. I think the second one is the best one, and I think Doctor Evil stuff in the first one works. I think Doctor Evil stuff in the second one works, and some of the Austin stuff in the second one works. I don't think any of it works in this. Which is insane. You want to hear something that will make you more insane? Sure. Uh, so it's opening weekend. It surpassed Planet of the Apes 2001. 2001's Planet of the Apes for the that. biggest July opening of all time. Okay. I mean, that it makes then, sense, though. Like, that's... It's progressively gotten like that. You know, everything agreed. breaks a record. It also surpassed uh, Rush Hour 2. That movie wasn't any good either. That Planet of the Apes movie was panned. It also surpassed Rush Hour 2 as the biggest comedy opening of all time. Jeez. Crazy. There you go. What the hit now as far as comedy openings go? Uh, Can I... There's a sentence on this Wikipedia that concerns me, and I want to see how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, A fourth film in the series has been considered since Gold Member's release. But has not yet entered production. Yeah, I mean they they've talked about it. I bet they have. Yeah. Ugh. But I don't think they horrible. would do it. They can't do it again. I they just can't. None of those jokes work. No. You can't do that know, again. Man. What I would you even so. do? I... Also, how is how is Austin Powers' dad still alive? I wanted to know that too. So when yeah. we cut back to Austin Powers graduating from spy school in uh-huh. 1958, and this is supposed to take place. In, I guess his dad could be 70. No, it's not even possible. <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, so 1958, right? Yeah. Let's say Austin's dad was 18 when Austin was born. Okay, that yeah. All right. 
So and 18. Say Austin, let's say Austin's graduating spy school at 18. So 1958 plus 18, right? Minus 18, because he would have had to be... Right? So he would have been okay. born in 1940. So let's say he's born 1940, and it's 2002. So figure that out. Michael Caine. Oh, that's not bad. 2002 minus 1940. Okay. That'd be 62. Yeah, I mean, it technically works. I do have a, a larger question, yeah. uh, which is, if we do this, and this is the timeline of Austin Powers, right? How did his dad not fight in World War II? If he was born in 1940, though, he wouldn't have. You said Austin Powers' dad oh, yeah, was born Yeah, you're right, in you're right, you're right. You're or right, Austin he would have was. to be. No, it would have to oh, be Oh, okay, dad. so. <clears throat> Wait, no, it wouldn't. No, 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 I'm, no, I'm totally... wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong, too. So Austin would have had to been born in 1940. And then minus right? 18, or minus 20, or 18, okay, 1940. That's just minus 20. Okay. So he would have been born in 1920. Correct. So, so he, he would have been, been 82. 82 in 2000. That is that is a 60 that is like 62 year old Michael Caine. But I'm just saying like how did his dad not fight in either of the world or he like in have, World War II? He might have, who knows. He never No, cuz he, he won inter, no, cuz he won International Man of Mystery. They say that. Okay. Is there like yeah, he won International Well, he Man might of have Mystery been a secret when, agent in World War II. Okay. I, I mean, I'll give it to you, I guess. Think about yeah. It. It's possible. That's why we won. Because of Michael Caine. Michael uh, Caine slept slept his way around with the Nazis and might have defeat helped defeat Hitler. Michael Caine was born in 1933. So Michael so, Caine would be playing a character older than himself. This happened before he was. Oh, he was six. Wait, was he? So 2002 minus 1969. Hold on, I'm not. Son of a bitch. Two thousand two minus nineteen. Why did I say thirty-three? He was sixty-nine years old in this movie, so he was almost seventy. So I don't really? know. Yeah, he, he he's looks good for now? seventy. Yeah, he's old. Wow, he's an old man. There you go. Yeah, I would give this movie a rousing one and a half stars. Yeah, it's not great. I gave it a two star, but you know. Yeah, it's not good. Okay. Well, have you been watching anything though, Connor? Have I told you about the weird stuff I've been watching? <laughs> no, you've not. That feels like a that felt like a weird statement. It did. Uh, no, I am watching Deadwood and Justified at the same time. That is a, a weird combination. I mean, I guess it makes it's even, sense. It's even weirder because Timothy Oliphant is the main character in both of them. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I so, guess he is. Yeah. So I'm watching Timothy Oliphant play not the same character, but not two characters that are very different from each right. other. Right. And uh, it's you, just a weird all the thing. Uh, all the ticket references. And we haven't gotten that far in Justified. I'm only yeah. like, uh, season and a half in. Okay. But good. And also the crossover between those two shows is very high. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like there are. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it probably is. Yeah. The character actors that show up in Deadwood have showed up just as like, not as like main characters in Justified, but they have shown up as like side characters a yeah. couple of times. Okay. So I've been watching that. Uh, let's see. Jessica and I finished True Detective within the last month. First season? First season, yeah. You can stop there. 
she had never seen any of it really and so she was like really into it yeah i love true yeah she, I'm, so, I'm glad she liked it yeah she really did like we watched the first episode and she was like we gotta watch another one yeah. i need to know what's going on it's, it's a great show it is a really i don't good show, know so. how i feel about the ending i like it i just feel like i don't know like i you know me i like my i like sci-fi and stuff or not even just sci-fi but just like weird stuff and I you wish it ended have... weirder? Yeah. Like, I, it kind of just was like, oh, it's a weird serial killer guy in a weird labyrinth. And the thing is, they kind of left it more open-ended than that. But, like, the, it seemed like they were kind of hinting. And maybe this is just, like, me looking too into it. And my lost brain needs to have everything be, like, a big thing. But, like, there was, like, all this, like, weird Lovecraft stuff they were talking about. Like, Yellow King was, like, a Lovecraft reference. Like, there was, like, all these weird, like... Lovecraft sort of hints, but uh, it didn't really pan out that way. I think that's okay. I like that they played. I like that they played on like here is some like crazy cosmic stuff, and then like also, but like here's also like the depravity of human beings and like right. what they can accomplish on their own without having to have some overarching supernatural force lead them to it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they definitely did like. Even in that last episode, right? When he gets to Carcosa yeah. and he's in that room with the Yellow King and he like sees another vision while he's in yeah. there. And I don't know. I like I they kept No, I, I liked it. I loved it. Like, don't get me wrong. I love it. It's one of my favorite seasons of TV ever. But like I just I kind of maybe wish they had gone a little further with that stuff. Have you watched Lovecraft Country? I've seen the first episode. <clears throat> Okay. I, I know it's is really that good. That very much has what you're talking about. Okay. Where it's like real world, but it d is very much like not fantasy so much, but like supernatural otherworldly right. stuff pops in. Yeah. Also, rip to uh, the actor. That show. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That was in my news. Uh, that was some news. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I've been watching that, and then uh, because we watched True Detective, I owe Jessica a show, and so she has picked a seven-season roller coaster of uh, Gossip Girl. So Gossip Girl? You're watching Gossip Girl for the okay. next foreseeable future, I Did guess. you watch the first few episodes of What We Do in the Shadows? I have, yes, sir. Okay. We watched the first two. We haven't watched the most recent one from this week. but <clears throat> I, I don't know how I feel about it. <clears throat> You don't like it? You don't it like just, the new it paradigm they like, It was weird. Just the, the characters kind of seemed weird. Like almost like, <clears throat> like I, I think a lot of times in shows, the characters kind of become characters of themselves. You think I they've think reached the characterization? A little bit with, um, not Laszlo, but uh, the other guy. Uh, Alan Robinson? No. Well, yes, him too was weird. It was, didn't feel right. I don't know. And then uh, the other guy. Didn't feel right. Nandor? I'm sorry. Laszlo didn't feel right. Nandor felt right. Laszlo felt weird. Like, it was like he was just like, I don't care. But that didn't seem like his character in the last two seasons. Where he was just like, I don't know. Fuck everything. I don't know. It was weird. I give it, I would give it more time, but I definitely oh, sure, think yeah. that, I definitely think the suburban dad has gotten really into this show because yeah, of that. Yeah. When the suburban dad gets on a show, Trey, uh -huh. odds are it's going downhill. Oh no. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not good. Like 
it it means more for the show and obviously the show is going to be more popular and more money is going to be poured into it but suburban middle-aged dad finding a show that you're really into is usually talking about bob and corby bad omen (laughs) sorry bob and corby i guess connor good not a good omen it's not all right well i'll take that in mind i'm just saying you we start hearing more about dave you know what dave is yeah i've heard of dave okay dave is good right now if we start hearing about dave on uh local talk radio uh-huh dave a hard is, line dave is it's over <clears throat> i'm letting you know that now if they start talking about if it it's, <laughs> if it's on the hard line it's a harbinger of bad things yes if they were talking that's about connor Atlanta, saying that not me that's connor. If they were talking about Atlanta, it would be over is that over or is that still going on uh, technically, I think uh, Donald Glover said he wants to do a season three and is planning on writing one, but I don't, I don't know when it's going to happen. Okay. Anyway, I'm just saying, middle-aged dads getting into stuff is a harbinger of bad. It's a, it's an ill wind blowing. Okay. So I'll that's what that, I've been watching. Take that on mind. What are you been um, watching? <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, <clears throat> so I watched the second Amazing Spider-Man movie, Amazing Spider-Man Two. With Jamie Foxx? Yes, with Jamie Foxx. And, and, I mean, I don't think they're that bad of movies, honestly. <clears throat> I think Andrew Garfield's a pretty good Spider-Man. I think... I think they, they, they just were, like, making the plot very convoluted. And I hear it's, like, way more like the comics than the, uh, than the Sam Raimi movies. And I actually did rewatch the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. And you feel like it I've watched it recently. Do you feel like it holds up? <clears throat> yes and no. I just think it's very different. You know, like, you know, it's it's just hard to compare that to like all the Marvel stuff now. Because it feels like its own movie. It it almost feels like it's a, it's a rom-com. Universe. It's like a romantic m- drama. It's like a romantic comedy with superheroes in it, you know? Like the whole like the, the whole thing he talks about at the beginning is it's about a girl. You know, it's it's sort of that tr- whole trope thing. It's not about like this big evil force. It's about his relationship with uh, Mary Jane, more so. You know, um, I get it. <laughs> yeah, dude, with yeah, Mary bro. Jane. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. It, it, it is weird <clears throat> because I think all three kind of have a different perspective, right? I think that it's the first one. I, I think the Sam Raimi ones are more of that kind of classic Hollywood. There's a girl. He's trying to get the girl. It definitely feels like sort of a teenage kind of love triangle thing. Second one's more, you do have the girl, but it's more like him trying to avenge his parents. It's more dark. It's more brooding than the third one or the third series with Tom Holland's way more, more Marvel. You know, it's, it's, it's Tom Holland being the next Iron Man pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, I like those movies and they all are very different, but I don't think, uh, I don't think the Amazing Spider-Man's bad uh, at all. Uh, I, I I think people said the second one, they complained about too many villains. Really, you only have two, maybe three, if you count Rhino at the very beginning, at the very end. I, I think the issue is that they just don't meld well together. They're kind of like two big plots, and they don't... Like, I think uh, the Dark Knight did it well with uh, Harvey Dent and the Joker, and pretty much the Joker made Harvey Dent, you know... Two Face, they Trey. they worked well together. Yeah, Harvey Dent. 
Can we trust him? Can we? I don't know. That's just a line from the movie. Okay. Uh, can we trust him? Yeah, uh, he said, Harvey did. Can we trust him? No, no. I think uh, I think uh, Commissioner Gordon said, "Can we trust him?" I uh, can do it. I also love. Uh, Where is Rachel? Where are they? Where is she? No, that's swear to me. Swear that's from the first. Me. That's from the first movie because he says, "I don't know." I swear to God. I swear to this. I'm not wearing hockey pad. I love to do that to one to Matt. Is I'm not wearing hockey pad. That's that's a good one. That's a very that is good a really good one. one. My favorite line from that series, but it's a really good one. But I think uh, the Dark Knight did a good job. Actually, all those kind of did the same thing. Where yeah, where they kind of combined two villains. Um, I don't think <clears throat> Amazing Spider-Man did it really well because. You had the Jamie Foxx character, and his whole agenda was different than uh, the um, Hobgoblin's whole plot. And so it was just it's it was just a lot, you know. Well, and I don't think they're terrible. Are you excited the way Jamie Foxx played Electro because he's going to be in the new Spider-Man movie? I, it's a weird character and a weird casting, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I just did you see those? Do movies? You feel like. Uh, I have seen the first one okay. of those. I did not see the second one because I didn't love the first one enough. I care. I've seen all three of the the, the Tobey Maguire ones. Yeah. I didn't think the third Tobey Maguire one was horrible. But I saw that like within the last few years. If you want to talk about too many villains. Yeah, I think that one had like three, right? That had yeah, that Venom, one had, that had Sandman and what else? And uh, Hobgoblin. Oh, it did? Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, yeah, Harry Osborn becomes the Hobgoblin. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's they're not horrible. Uh, I'm first, certainly more excited for uh, uh, Doctor for Doc Ock than I am for Electro to show up in the new Spider. Yeah, Electro is weird. Just like it's Jamie Foxx. He's trying to be like this big, like n- extremely humongous nerd who just wants to be seen, and you know, it's a very uh, you don't feel a, like that's Jamie Foxx's real life? I don't think so. I think you don't Jamie feel like Fox a guy who looks pretty cool. Yeah, you don't think a guy that looks as good as Jamie Foxx? And they ha- they like, like try a... to like ugly him up, but it doesn't really. Oh, work. good. Does he wear glasses? Yep, and he has bad Perfect. hair. Yeah. Does he ever take his glasses off and he instantly gets hotter? No. Well, I guess he becomes he becomes Electro. So. Well. Yeah. I think is the Electro look is pretty him? cool. I think his look is cool. Like he looks. His cool. look is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And there's like a lot of really good effects in the movie. The movie looks really good. I mean, it's again, they're not bad movies. I think they're just overstuffed. Do you mostly I'm asking, do you feel like he's going to fit well with uh Norman Osborne's Green Goblin and the uh Doc Ock that we're gonna have and the vulture that we're gonna have? Does he fit with those guys? No. Cause his whole bit was that he was like he thought that Spider-Man was like his friend and then he felt like Spider-Man betrayed him. And so now he's like anti-Spider-Man. Like it's a personal vendetta. Isn't Vulture's kind of a personal vendetta? Vulture's what what's weird about the Tom Holland ones is that they're almost like vendettas against Tony Stark and Tom Holland just has to or Spider-Man just has to kind of deal with that, you know? I guess cuz they're like ex-Tony Stark employees, both of them were. 
or or uh, I think uh, Vulture was like uh, he was like a contract worker and he got fired or something or I don't something well, with Tony Stark. Like they're all Tony Stark to, enemies. Who, who's not gonna be able to make it into the Spider-Man crossover? Who? Bonesaw. Who was Bonesaw? A wrestler from the first movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll be in it now. He is. Uh, he's just passed away. Trey. Oh, he did. He, uh, oh no. He he got sick and passed away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your. He loss. actually he had a heart attack while driving and he hit a tree. Oh, whoa. Okay. Oh, it's not good. So, Bonesaw is not ready. See, it's not going to be in the Peter next Park. one. No. Uh, I saw hilarious. The hilarious Hello Peter memes have been good though. Hello Peter. He looks weird too in that trailer. Also, I don't know what uh, he, he looks did. fitter. I think he looks fitter. He doesn't need to be fit. I'm sick. All right, here's my here's my rant. Okay, I'm sick. Go ahead. Of the making the athletic. all these fucking Marvel characters have to be freaking jacked. Okay, and like uh, they had the that God of War uh, Ragnarok trailer, and people are like flipping shit because Thor doesn't look like a chiseled Greek god. You know, it's like. It, it, why does everyone in Marvel have to be like muscly and thin? Yeah, dude. Trey, if I'm a, f if I have the power of a fucking god, I'm gonna sit on my ass and eat cheeseburgers all day. I'm also, sorry. Specifically, and Doc, Doc Ock is not a. He's always kind of portrayed as a kind of schlubby, heavy person, right? Yeah. Well, if you think about his powers, why would he be anything other than that? He doesn't even have to walk. Right. He's burning no calories. Yes. He he should look like uh, Jebediah or Jeremiah. Like Rhino, sh Rhino should be cut. Like Rhino has to be kind of big. Well, you know who played Rhino in uh, the uh, Paul the, Giamatti? Yeah, Paul Giamatti was Rhino. It it worked. It was fine. You know, there's I'm actually a saying, really good like, scene. There's a really cool scene with uh, um, Andrew Garfield and a little kid. You know, that was pretty like sweet. They're not bad movies. Go go ahead though. What? No, I'm just saying. Well, what else have you been watching? Uh, what did I watch? I guess really the Spider-Mans. I'm looking at my letterboxed. What else did I watch? Um, hmm. Oh, yeah, we did watch Free Guy. Me and Austin went to go see, and Daniel went to go see Free Guy. Listen to that review on the Super Games Cast. Yeah, we week. talked about it on Super Games Cast 64, but it, it, it was greatest, okay. Greatest film ever, is what Trey said. Um, no, it's not the greatest film ever. Uh, it's, it's all right. It's not a bad movie. But uh, I, I think I gave it a three-star review. I believe, to me, you said great film or greatest film. Hmm. I didn't have an answer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It might be the greatest. It was okay. That's what I'm saying. It was okay. I think you should see it, Connor, and come back to, come back to us. Okay, I will. I really need to see Shang-Chi, actually. <clears throat> me but... too. Yeah, I know. All these Marvel movies. Well, speaking of Shang-Chi... Oh. Connor, I'm try to find this. Uh, Shang Chi's box office stronger than Black Widow in second weekend. So I guess uh, Shang Chi is uh, set to have a stronger weekend than the uh, Black Widow film. Um, uh, the film also provided to be a box office hit, garnering ninety four million in domestic revenue across a four day I weekend. Have two questions for you on this. Yes. One, do you think this speaks to? Do you think that this is a Black Panther sort of situation? Or do you think that this movie is just cooler looking and stronger than the Black Widow film? 
I think it's cooler looking, you know, and stronger. And also, I think people are just more comfortable coming back to theaters. And I also think the deal with Black Widow is it was streaming as well. That was a whole was controversy with uh, um, ScarJo. Is I should call her ScarJo. Uh, is that uh, it was streaming and in theaters, and that was like not in her contract. I was just wondering if this was a representation thing, and so uh, I think Asian it's just people... a. I think it's a. It was streaming thing. I have seen some stuff online from um, some uh, people I follow who are who are Asian on Twitter. And like they talked about how they loved it as part of just like an homage to that's cool culture. Yeah, which is cool. It's cool to see representation of yourself. And I hear it's like a Kung Uh, Fu movie. I do want to see it. Did you see that it will not be shown in China? No way. Do You have that news story? No, I don't. Uh, See if you can find it really quick or I can find it if you want. Yeah, you find it. Uh, have some more so, box office stuff. We'll do that. So Simu Liu, who I don't know how to pronounce his name, has made comments in the past about uh, China, mm. and they were uh oh. Pull your thing, and I'll I'll try to find the exact quote. So uh, twenty twenty one summer box office up eight hundred and ninety three percent from twenty twenty, Connor. Wow. But it is still far from 2019. So let me find these numbers here. Uh, box office taking for summer 2021 have risen 894% when compared to 2020, but still pales in comparison to 2019's uh, takings. According to recent reports, 2021 summer theatrical releases include films such as Black Widow, F9, The Quiet Place Part 2, which I still haven't seen. Um, saw theaters reopen following closure. So yeah, big. Let's see what, I wonder if they have the 2019 numbers. According to the deadline, the estimated box office taking for the first weekend of May, Labor Day, uh, $1.75 billion domestically. This is nine times $176.4 million. Jeez. Damn. Uh, I guess uh, it's 2019, it was $11.3 billion in domestic box office. Jeez. So, still very behind 2019, but we're getting back to the movies, Connor. 2019 saw the release of many anticipated films such as Spider-Man Far From Home, Toy Story 4, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Midsommar. You know what's weird? Midsommar is like really popular. Um, and I like it, but I thought I thought uh I thought Hereditary was better. I mean, I have not seen either one of them. I don't like horror movies, so I don't know that I can comment on this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's strange. Like, I mean, I guess it's not strange. They're both good. I felt like Hereditary was maybe not as good, but I think, I mean, they're both very very good. I just felt like, I mean, I'm sorry, Midsummer wasn't as good. I felt, but uh, it's weird that like I don't see a lot of people talk about Hereditary, but I always see like Midsummer being talked about. It's, it's got to be the aesthetic, right? I think it's the aesthetic, and I think it's maybe like the relationship revenge story. You know, it's a little more maybe palpable than the uh, the idea of like a family drama where the daughter die- gets her head decapitated. Yeah, that makes <laughs> uh, sense. You know, uh, yeah, I could see that more a little more palpable because it is sort of like a revenge flick in a way. So I found um, the comments, even though you... even though uh, the boyfriend was raped. But, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of like it's it's people like to say like, oh, it's he was cheating on her, but no, like he was drugged and raped, pretty much. I don't. Yikes. Know. I don't want to get into it. Uh, it's a very good uh, movie though. You want the comments from uh, Liu? Yeah. When I was young, my parents would tell me these stories about growing up in communist China. They lived in the third world where you had people dying of starvation. He added that his parents felt Canada was a place they could go to give him a better future. There you go. Banned. Get out of here. We don't need you. Yep. Right. There there you go. Well, there you go. So, yeah, movies are coming back, though. We're ready. Movies are back, Trey. Movies are back. back. Once did buffets you, are back, then I'll know it's over. <laughs> Things back to normal. Did you see any of the new trailers that came out this week? Trey, there were a couple pretty exciting trailers that came there out were. this week. There were. Let's start with um let's start with the did you watch the Don't Look Up trailer? It was starring Leo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, along yes, with a this- lot of other people. So you asked me to look at this trailer. Mm-hmm. It's not a. I don't think this is a trailer I would have seen on my own. Okay. This feels like a very super films cast sixty four trailer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like it was made for you and Adam. I don't know. So, I, I think Adam McKay's movies make really good trailers. Like I thought the Vice trailer might be one of the best ever, but like Vice wasn't that great. And uh, I don't know. This, I, this this feels like very much a um like a take on like the pandemic kind of how people don't really seem to care even though the world's ending it seems like it's going to be kind of the adam mckay political humor you know i mean it looks fine it's a star-studded cast yeah leo got a shout out throwback to what we were talking about earlier leo got a shout out in gold member yeah he did he did get a shout out he's one he was a very different actor back then too though i know he was one of the actors that was signed to dr evil's uh talent agency <laughs> right but it's funny like because like i think people's view of leo was different then than it is now because he was still was like pre oscar back then yeah pre oscar well i know it was oscar because it because of titanic right well he didn't get an oscar he didn't get an oscar until recently but i think like back then he was more of a heartthrob and i'm sure he's still a heartthrob today but like he's people see him as like a serious actor you know but anyway yeah so he's in this movie he's the it looks like a co-lead with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, they seem like they're in a, in a movie about a comet coming to hit Earth. Something like that, yeah. Didn't really see what was so special about it, Troy. Uh, it's kind of it's going to be like a satire, a comedy satire. I don't know. It's a big movie coming out. It has a Adam McKay did uh, the Big Short, and he's he's you know done like the, he did the Step Brothers and Anchorman. He's a big director and. He's got a lot of cast, a lot of star power in this movie. Timothy Chalamet's in it, dude. Okay, you're right. I'm in. You're in. Uh, <laughs> dude, I love me some Chal. I know you do. And uh, yeah, so I, I hear he's I an awful it's... person in real life. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've heard I he's an he's, awful person. I've heard he's a nice guy in real life. I don't know. Okay, well, maybe Seriously? check your sources. Who did you hear that from? Uh, I'd have to find the article for you. Was it Jebediah? No, or he's Jeremiah. not friends with Timothy Chalamet. Do you think they could be friends in real life? Do you think you could be friends with Timothy Chalamet in real I, I life? I think I could. Because he's like a nerd. He talks about video games and stuff. Okay. I think we'd hang out. He looks like a guy who wears rings in real life. Yeah, that's weird. Right, right next he trailer. Looks... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, doesn't he look like a guy who wears multiple rings like on yeah, both hands? He might. You know who else looks like that? Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Depp's weird. All right, anyway, sorry. 
Uh, the Many Saints of Newark trailer. Connor. Right, Sherpa me this. Sherpa <clears throat> me through this. I watched it, not watched any Sopranos, and was still interested in it. It looks cool and engaging. But why is this extremely exciting for a Sopranos <clears throat> fan like well, yourself? So this takes place in the 1960s in Newark. And this is uh, about... New Jersey? New Jersey. This is about uh, Dickie Montesanti, who is uh, the father of Christopher Montesanti, who is the... the it's a, it's a, it's, he's not really his nephew, but it's like a second cousin removed kind of thing. Where uh, like he's kind of technically not technically, but he's sort of Tony Soprano's nephew, and so we have a whole bunch of like the people from the Sopranos younger. We have, uh, and then we also have young Tony Soprano in this, who is played by James Gandolfini's son Michael Gandolfini, and I think that's the big draw. And I'm going to be interested how much he's actually in this movie because I I think I remember hearing like. This movie really show, isn't right? about. Or is it a movie? This is a movie. Oh, I thought this was a TV series. No, okay. this is a movie. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and like I don't know how much how much because I've heard like this isn't really about Tony Soprano. This is about Dicky Montesanti and a bunch of like stuff going on and like the the riots in the '60s. But I bet you they put a lot of Tony Soprano in it because people want to see. I think people are really interested to see. You know, James Gandolfini died at 2014. Yep, and uh, sounds about right. So, like, anytime you die and you're not a total piece of shit, uh, you're kind of held in very high regards. And I think even before he died, he was held in extremely high regards by people who knew him. Like, he was a he very took a photo generous with man. Yeah, he did. He was a very generous guy. It seemed like he was a very nice guy, very sweet guy. And so <clears throat> he was beloved. And then he dies early and. Sometimes it's good when you die early because your legacy is, you know, now it's set, right? Unless there's something that, that comes up horrible, your legacy is kind of set. Uh, yep. So, you know, I think people are just very excited to see, you know, Michael Gandolfini reprise the role of his father, this iconic role. And, and, and from what I've seen, like, he looks just like him. He sounds like him. His mannerisms are like him. Like, uh, there's a line in the trailer that sounded just like it just the, the his delivery was Tony Soprano. So I'm I'm interested to see that. I think that's going to be cool. I, I'm a little worried about like too many like little nods, but I guess you kind of have to do that, right? Yeah, didn't they nod to Big Pussy in this? They did nod to Big Pussy. You did see Paulie in there with the yellow with yellow sports coat. Um <clears throat> I thought the end of the trailer though was a little weird. Cause like there's there's like a bunch of debate about like how many years apart Christopher and Tony are supposed to be. I think the actual actors are only like five years apart, even though they look about twenty years apart from each other. Um, I think uh, there's not that much of an age difference, but they, it seemed like it seemed like Tony was like forty five and Christopher was like thirty in the show. And 15 years old sounds like a proper age difference, but there's like a line. There's like a, uh, in the fourth season, Christopher talks about like growing up with Tony and he made it sound like there was like a four year age difference. So there's, so when he, when he sees sees baby Christopher, you know, it kind of contradicts what 
Chris had said. Now, it's an easy way to work around it because the show is all about characters that are not <laughs> characters that, you know, maybe uh, are not all that reliable. You know, they don't have reliable stories. They misremember things. So who knows? You know, like they're going to it, it kind of makes sense uh, for the context of the show that maybe, you know, Christopher was misremembering or he made it up or he was I don't know, you know, who knows? Uh, it's a 20-year-old show now, almost. Uh, but <clears throat> it, it was interesting, though, at the very end. I don't know who that was, but it seemed like a grandma who said, like, uh, talked about it. Because uh, Tony says, uh, young Tony says hi to baby Christopher. And baby Christopher starts crying. And uh, he's like, it's like you scared of me. And uh, the grandma says something about, or the lady says something like, babies, uh, when they come when they come from the other side, they know all sorts of things we don't. Which, <clears throat> it sounds a little naughty to the camera, but it works for The Sopranos. Because there's a lot of stuff like that. Like this, like, sort of like weird, spiritual, weird, like, otherworldly thing. That's not, it's not like, it's not like True Detective where it's there sort of in the, in the present. It's like kind of, what you kind of have to find it in a way. Like, there's a lot of dream sequences. There's a lot of visions. There's, like, one episode where you just randomly see Big Pussy in, in a reflection of the mirror. And it's never talked about ever again. <clears throat> so there's, like, a weird cosmic thing going on with Sopranos, you know. So that, that line really works for the show. And I don't know if you know the context of why Christopher would be scared of Tony at all. Do you? It's, it still looked... No, I don't. It still looked cool. Yeah, I I think it looked really cool, and I'm excited to see it. Do you? Because um, yeah, I'm, I'm very <laughs> intrigued by this. Can I uh, can I wrap up our talk of this trailer with a bow, really quick? Uh huh. Sure. Uh, I figured out who I think that Michael Gandolfini looks like. Who? I think he kind of looks like a young John Fahey. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think it's the haircut. It's, it's the the hair is big big and floppy. I think it's John Fahey hair. I think it's just the hair, man. I don't know, dude. I just saying about it. I don't know. I think don't think about so. It. Just think about it. I think it's just the agree. hair. You don't have to agree. You just have to think about I'm... it. Um, <clears throat> we also had the Matrix Four trailer. Connor, are you, have you seen yes. any of the Matrix? You've only seen the first Matrix movie. You told me. Have I seen any of the Matrices? Yeah. Uh, I've only seen the first one because I've heard mixed things about the second two. You just didn't want to check it out for yourself? No, I rely only on the factual reporting of Super Films Cast 64 and okay. other like-minded uh, Well, I outlets. haven't seen that in over, I don't know, like 15 years. So Did I'm this not... get you excited for it again? Yeah, it looked really cool. I mean, I I've seen the first one, uh, I think... Me and Austin actually went to go watch The Matrix in theaters when it when there was like the 20 year anniversary a couple years ago. Did you guys wear your trench coats and your black we did. sunglasses? We did. We weren't allowed in the theater. In your uh -huh. combat boots. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so weird. Uh, I watched that uh, uh, Woodstock documentary, which I agree with Jake and TC on it. I don't think it was very good. <clears throat> um, and uh, it was funny because they're talking about like the media, like these young men would watch. Now, that got angry and they showed the matrix and i'm like 
man, I don't think that's an angry movie at all. You know? And it's like you're missing the... Because, there's you know, it's weird, too. That movie was rated R. Uh, I think all of them were rated R. And I think it was because of just the gun stuff. And, like, it was right after Columbine. And you have, like, these two people going into, like, this airport thing. Not even an airport. It was, like, a weird security. I think it was just, like, a Do building. The, and they just building start... That they go in? Yeah. And they're just, like, you know, shooting it up. But, like, it's done in, like, this anime crazy style. But it's still, like, of the time, it was really intense. Right? So, I don't know. I think it is the... Uh, it is a weird R-rated movie. It is a weird movie to be rated R. This one looks really interesting. It looks, it looks like really cool. Extremely meta with we, it. Yeah, we really don't know like what is going on, right? And we have a back. The backing track to this trailer is uh, "White Rabbit" by Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson Airplane a song. I really like, and it makes a lot of sense for the the movie. You know, there's a lot of lines that really do make sense. Over um, a couple of the things that you caught while you were watching the trailer. Uh, you do have Neil Patrick Harris as the, he is, yeah, wearing uh, bright blue sunglasses, which right. have to, or bright blue, uh, glasses, rimmed glasses, which has to mean something, right? Well, blue pill, man. Blue pill. And it he's is taking a bunch. He's taking a bunch of blue, blue pills. pills. Got Keanu in the bathtub with the little rubber ducky on his head. People love that. Yep. It seems like a, Keanu is, he just seems like a really good dude, but it, it's, it's sort of like weird like i always see like people post stories about like him like saying something that a decent human being would say and be like best person ever it's like we've kind of like fallen that far in celebrity culture where it's like oh this guy is maybe a decent human being let's mar let's uh say he's the best person ever i'm not saying he's a bad guy i'm just saying it's funny that we've gotten to that point where someone like does something decent and now we call him a hero you know, hey, he's not a total piece of garbage. He's not a total piece of shit. That's right. It's great. Yeah, so we can cheer for him. I like Keanu though, and, and I like him because, like, I think um, there's some actors you kind of like ironically. I, I, I think he's very good at uh, this action kind of stuff. You know, and I, I think like between him and like Nick Cage, I think Nick Cage is very good when he wants to be. Uh, and I think, I think. If it, but like, if I had to be stuck on an island with Nick Cage or Keanu, it would be Keanu. Makes sense. Yeah, I think I think Keanu would be pretty mellow, you know, pretty chill. Yeah. I got you. Nick Cage might not be that chill. I also the other couple of things that I really liked about this trailer. Um, I really like all the Alice in Wonderland stuff. Yeah, and that was like all that's, in the first movie. You know, that's cool. <clears throat> Uh, I really like the. Uh, he's not Morpheus, so I we shouldn't say that he's, he's Morpheus. not Morpheus. Morpheus. I, I don't think that's Morpheus. They didn't it could ask. Be. They didn't ask Lauren Fi Lawrence Fishburne to be in it either. Have you read anything about why that might be? No, why? So like, I, I heard is, something about like the Matrix Reloaded game or something. So in the Matrix video game, he like dies. Yeah. So they may just be using that as canon. Maybe. Which is so a little interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Wachowskis have said that they want their fans to work for the, like, the. Yeah. To, like, work to enjoy the media. It might be one of those things where they're just like, yeah, it's canon. If you guys didn't know about it, that's on you, not on us. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, he whoever that actor is it seems cool that <clears throat> he was in Watchmen he played uh Dr. Manhattan <laughs> in Watchmen she- I've not seen a watch. <clears throat> that would be a good show. If you guys liked uh, tr- um, Leftovers, did you like Leftovers? I've not seen Leftovers, but Sean Leftovers Bass recommended it. He recommended it to me within the last two weeks. Well, so. I'm recommending it, too. That's and two people, so I You get. know who uh, created that, Connor? I don't who. That Because you, like you will like Watchmen if you like the Leftovers. And you know who created both? Who was the creator of both shows? I swear to you, if you tell me it's the guy who made Lost, I'm going to jump through the internet. <laughs> it's Damon Lindelof who uh, helped uh, co-create Lost. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to Neo you like, dude, you are the, those are like great your agent shows. Smith. Those are like amazing your agent shows. Smith, I'm going to jump through the internet. And Why are like you going to do that? It's, just, it's, the, the it's facts. I'm giving you facts. I'm going to break through the code and just rip you apart. Like <laughs> these are Neo does. facts. You you're just don't like facts. Uh, do you think we'll get a, an Agent Smith? Do you think we'll get Elrond? I, I heard we might get him. I, I, I've like, I, I saw someone like doing a breakdown. I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Um, weird thing that I mm-hmm. like maybe the most is that they're watching. Well, there's a scene where uh, the Matrix, the first one, is playing. Yeah, the it's like a like a projection of it. And it's the scene where um, there's the two brothers. The younger of the two is getting, he gets stabbed. Oh, really? I didn't about, see that. Maybe it's like a, maybe they're showing him everything that happened. Maybe it's not the it's movie. Possible. It's possible. Maybe it's like a, but, hey, here's stuff that's happened. I'm pretty sure, because I paused it to see who it was, and it's the younger brother of the guy who's the pilot. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, those two guys. It's, it's him. His older brother is like Dozer or something, I mm-hmm. think. I can't remember the younger one. Is it like name. on a TV? Because I can't find it. Is it on a TV? It's on a projector. It looks like it's projected onto a wall. Okay. It's also, I think, in the same scene, Keanu touches the mirror and it yeah. does that like shimmery effect and it like changes his face really quick and then changes it back. I think yeah. it's in that same room. Which looks but, a lot better than it did in 1999. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. The Matrix looks much cooler than it did in 1999. It's still, yeah, it's still a cool looking movie from 1999. That no, your movie right. holds up extremely well yeah yeah i also it makes me really excited for the movie i will see this and i wasn't interested before the trailer yeah and just like the whole like it's kind of shrouded in mystery it seems very meta you wonder what's going on like it seems like an updated world it's not 1999 it's it's you know everyone has smartphones and it seems like our world at least glad they could shoot a movie in uh san francisco again yeah uh we'll see like and it's it's just it's weird too because like i think red pill now is a whole different like meaning and stuff yeah. and i'm interested to see kind of what is it just the is it the wachowskis or just lana wachowski because it's said directed and edited by lana wachowski uh let me see so two things before i find that out mm-hmm. uh, i wanted to see if you could tell me the two notable movies coming out in the next six months that were filmed in san francisco i guess the matrix you said that Yep, that's one. Can you guess the other one? Um, it's not Many Saints in Newark. Think about it's not what I, Dune. What? Think about who's asking this. You. So it's about wrestling. No. Come on. You can do it. Oh, Sonic movie? Yep. <laughs> it's coming out this year? Sonic movie's not coming out this year. No, I said in the next six months. Oh, chill. okay. Okay. Sonic. Yeah. Sonic. It Sonic looks too. like only Lana Wachowski. Yeah. 
Okay. So it's not both of them. Not the Wachowskis. The... Have you ever watched the Animatrix? I've not. I hear that's supposed to be good. Like uh... they they were they were influenced by like uh, Akira and all that stuff. I think it's quite. So going back to the shell, I, I wanted to wrap up that loop, close the loop on uh, you just said about the red pill thing, because mm-hmm. I thought that in the movie as well, or I thought that in the trailer as well, where he offers him the blue pill or the red pill again. Yeah. And I thought about how that has a totally different connotation. But then I also think about how funny it is that the connotation of that comes from this series of movies which is very much celebrating like celebrating more but like the main characters obviously like this is a cool white guy who can save the day mm-hmm. uh it's just funny that like people who are into stuff like that are probably into red pill as well although it was written by now two trans women right right uh, who kind are of kind about of this- identity like you know exactly and i don't know if that's what they were like intending it to do but it like it definitely was like you know one of those it transfers right Oh, I was. And dude, if say, you I watch wonder... Ghost in the Shell, like they're like they mentioned Ghost in the Shell as an influence, dude. Ghost in the Shell is very much about identity and not being comfortable in your body and stuff like that. Oh, like, I was gonna say, is... I wonder that's something inherent to the people, right? So even if you're yeah. unconsciously writing it in a way that you know, in the future, if you look back, you're like, oh, I can, you can definitely see the threads right. of all of that things. Even if you're unconsciously writing it, like that's who you are. So right. you, you did do that. Yeah, you can't you can't help but do that because that's who you are deep down at your core, right? So interesting. It looks like a very interesting movie, and I am quite excited for it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, so. Final thing before we go, just a shout out or a uh, a condolences to uh, Michael K. Williams, played um, Omar in The Wire, uh, passed away at the age of fifty four. So this sucks. Like he was a very good actor. He was in a whole bunch of stuff. Like he yeah. was in a Boardwalk Empire, The Wire, uh, Twelve Years a Slave, Lovecraft County, uh, Country. He was in. Um. He was in uh, Gone Baby Gone. He was in The Night of. Apparently, The in, Sopranos. For an episode, yeah, he was in an episode of The Sopranos. He was. Uh, he was also in. He was in the road. In- Unity, I think, for like a couple episodes. Inherent Vice. Yeah, he played Omar in the Wire. That's probably what he's most known for is Omar in the Wire. And, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, I it said it was like an overdose. I don't know exactly the details, but it sucks because uh, he not, was a very I'm good certainly, actor. I want to be clear, not that that matters. Yeah, he was in Community, but not that that matters. Uh, you know, dying at 50. That's young, yeah. 55. 54, yeah. 54, 54 yeah. dying at 54 in this day and age um it's not good however it happens no not good to die you know what also you were talking about cementing your legacy i saw some, a ton of people on twitter um talking about you know like this guy was awesome mm-hmm. like he did this he and i like we're not actually brothers but we have the same last name he would always share like poetry with me oh yeah like that That's yeah cool. So it is. It is cool. Yeah. Well, and uh, he is certainly, like, honestly, uh, what's Omar is, you know, what top, at least top twenty characters of yeah, all time. Definitely, he's a very good character because he was the uh, he was just the wild card. Like he was, 
He didn't really have an allegiance. You know, he helped out the good guys sometimes, helped up, you know, kind of had his own code. You know, he was a very uh, compelling character, definitely. And also, I believe, LGBTQ representation pretty early on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, it was very, uh, they were not shy about it, you know. Like, he was not uh, just a a coded character. It was, yeah, he was that, he was gay. A gay black guy, but he was a badass, too. Like, it was not, you don't, you know, you don't see that a whole lot. You come for the king. Right. Best not miss. Well, R.I.P. to Michael K. Williams, I guess. Um, Absolutely. All right, Connor, thanks for uh, joining us on the Films Cast this week. We I would have had you on so even happy. if Adam was on. So it was. It was well, nice I appreciate it. I will. Uh, I'm sure I'll be back on for Sonic in maybe, April. Yeah. So Sonic, maybe we'll get you on for that. Uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, listen to the Games Cast too. That's what we do as well. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. And more next time on Super Films Cast 64!